0: Good morning, morning. I'd like to welcome you all to worship this morning at First Presbyterian Church on what is a very special day. We have many reasons to celebrate today, not the least of which is Father's Day, so we want to wish a happy Father's Day to all of our fathers who are here with us today. It's also Graduate Sunday, where where we'll be honoring our graduates today who have graduated from high school. And also, as you can see behind me, it's Youth Sunday, where our youth will be leading us in worship today. So uh, we invite you to join us in worship we will be singing some songs that might be a little bit new to some of you, which is, uh, which is fine. So we invite you to sing along as you can, as you can uh, catch up with, with what we're doing here. Um, and everything that, we'll, that we're doing, we're praising God today. So however you worship this morning is fine. So we will now uh, begin our worship. Let's stand together and sing our opening song, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone.
1: Join me in the responsive call to worship printed in your bulletin. O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. the of you have founded the of When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, Yet you have made them a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. O oh Lord, Lord, our Sovereign, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's pray together with prayer of invocation, which is printed in your bulletin. Father, Father we, we praise you, praise you through your, your word and Holy Spirit. Spirit. You created all things. You revealed your salvation in all the world by sending to us Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. Through your Holy Spirit, you give us a share in your life and love. Fill us with the vision of your glory that we may always serve and praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
0: Now is the time of the service where we will honor our graduates who are here with us today, so any of our uh, graduates who are here today, we invite you to please come forward. right, wonderful. So today before us, of course I'm sure as most of you know, we have Trey Norris, Mallory Morgan, and Maggie Hughes. So we are, as a church family, we are very proud of you all for um, everything that you've done, everything you've accomplished. Uh, We want you to know that we love you. We are praying for you. Um, Wherever these next years might take you, we hope that you will always remember this place fondly and remember this place um, as one of your homes that you can always come back to and will always be loved and supported here. So uh, we wanted to get you all a little gift today. So this... These are, this is a new Oxford annotated Bible with study notes, so it's a, it's a great study Bible that has each of the graduates' names engraved on it for them. So, Trey, that one's yours. Maggie. And Mallory, there you go. All right, and um, so now we're going to say a, a, a prayer for you all, and I don't know, hopefully you've noticed our, our new banner over there that was made by uh, Mary and with a little help from our friend Gretchen. Uh, And so the idea here is that we have this graduate banner and each year as our graduates, uh, as our folks get older and they graduate, we'll add a new cap to that. So um, over the years, we'll see all of our young people as they grow and um, obviously our verse there is Jeremiah 29 11 and we know that uh, God does have a plan for your future, that God will uh, prosper you and that you do have a hope for the future because you are one of God's beloved children. So uh, let's pray for our graduates today. Our gracious God, we thank you so much for these three young people and also for Trevor Barker. And God, we pray that you would continue to bless them and guide them and be with them. We thank you for the time that we've had with them, how we've been able to watch them grow, how we've nurtured them, how they've nurtured us, how they've taught us, how they will continue to teach us in the future. Lord, we pray that you would just guide them, be with them, grow them into the people that you would have them be wherever they might go, whatever they might do, Lord, that they would know that they are your child and they are always welcome here with open arms. We give you thanks for them and their families. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Y'all can have a seat. Thank you. All right, so as we prepare to go before the Lord in prayer... Let's stand together and sing our next hymn, which is an insert in your bulletin. Uh, It's uh, called Marvelous Light.
2: us all gather here today, Lord. Thank you so much for all the seniors and the all the fathers here today, Lord. Thank you for everything that you've given us, Lord. We just want to thank you for healing Mr. Ham, Lord. We just ask that you help him on his recovery, Lord. We just ask that you help Miss Elizabeth and the General Assembly, Lord, that you take care of them and that you help them and lead and guide, Lord. We just ask that you take care of and um, heal the Folsom family, Lord. We know that they have lost a loved one, um, at this time, Lord, and we just ask that you help them, and we lift them up to you, Lord, and we love you and praise the Lord, in your name I pray. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: ABC. Will the ushers please come forward.
2: Let us pray dear God we thank you for the many ways that you bless us and all that you give to us we offer back to you these gifts and pray that we would learn to use them to build your kingdom we we pray all this in the name of your son our Savior who taught us to pray our, our father, father who are in heaven hallowed be thy name thy
1: kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread
0: our debts, as, as we forgive, forgive our debts. And lead us not to
1: temptation. like there's so much to hope for so many dreams i wish they all could come true but when i think about your ways lord it gives me so much faith in all that you do faith to see beyond what That you will do great things I will trust you, Lord, I'll always believe As I hold on to my faith Jesus, you are holding on to me Seems like there's so much to hope for So many dreams I wish They all could come true But when I think about your ways Lord, it gives me so much faith In all that you do they to see me That you will do great things. I will trust you, Lord, I'll always believe. As I hold on to my faith, Jesus, you are holding on to me. As I hold on to my faith, Jesus, you are holding on to me.
2: This is a reading from Matthew twenty-eight sixteen 16-20. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am always with you to, it, to the end of age. This is the word of the Lord.
3: Back in the 1980s, there was a big push in the business industry for many companies to come up with a mission statement. The object was to come up with a short statement that told the world what they were about. It also created to show employees what the company was about and the standards that the company has. I really like some of the mission statements that some people come up with. Some statements sound so boring, yet so long and corporate, but some are really clever and really short. An example of this is Walt Disney's, to make people happy. Another example is Ford's mission statement about building for the road ahead. We can all agree that these mission statements describe about them, and give us an understanding of what they are trying to accomplish. Likewise, us Christians, we all share a common mission statement. That mission statement is what we read just a few minutes ago, the Great Commission. This statement applied to the church in Jerusalem the exact same way it applies to the First Presbyterian Church of Jasper today. After Jesus died, was buried, and rose again on the third day, he stayed around for 40 days to teach and encourage the disciples. About 25 or 30 days after the resurrection, they met Jesus on an unspecified mountain in Galilee. The text specifically calls out the 11 apostles as being there. But it doesn't limit to them only. As a matter of fact, this was probably where Jesus revealed himself to the over 500 people that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15. So there was quite a group of people there. Once Jesus had risen, he sent a messenger for his disciples to meet him in Galilee. They received the message, and they obeyed, even though some of them doubted. Once they found out for themselves and realized that Jesus was alive, they fell to their knees and they worshipped him. Once this happened, Jesus gave the people there a mission, and it's the same mission that we live by today. That that, that, That mission commanded by the authority of Jesus to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that he has commanded us. This command is simple, yet complex at the same time. The Great Commission is broken down in three sections. A great authority, a great command, and a great promise. The first part of the Great Commission is a great authority. In verse 18, Jesus Jesus describes that all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. We are a power-seeking people, and yes, God does give power, but only after we have received the authority. Jesus does have all of have all the authority, not only in heaven, but also on earth we live. He is our commander, and we will receive our authority to go create disciples under him. To distinguish between power and authority, I'm going to give you an illustration. Many of you park your cars beside the road or even on the other side like I did today. Suppose that while cro- crossing the road, a large truck is coming, and you decide to stop it. You place your hands against it, and you stop it, right? Well, of course you didn't. You would not be able to stop that truck even on your best day. Yet, I have seen people step out in the middle of a busy street, hold up their arm, and big powerful diesel trucks come to a stop. What's the difference? The one has a police officer's uniform on. He has been invested with authority by the people to carry out the assigned task. The officer might not have more power than another man, but he has been given more authority. If we will reside under the authority of Jesus, we will have his authority to carry out the task he assigns us to do. Many of us in our daily routine have not the authority to carry out life as we should because we simply have not come under the authority of Jesus Christ. We reside within our own power and ability and thus only accomplish the temporary task. There is no opportunity for authority and power that God alone can give unless we listen to him. The second part of the Great Commission is the Great Command. In verse 19, Jesus tells us to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times we like to wait for this opportunity to speak to the gospel. However, we are not to wait for people to come to us, we are to go to them. In the Great Commission, Jesus commanded his disciples to go. Going must become a reality if we are to accomplish our mission. If we fortify or keep ourselves sustained in our own church building, we will never grow. We will never show someone the love and mercy that Jesus Christ has given us ourselves. Like in a war, you don't win a war playing nothing but defense. You attack offensively. Del Cronigi once said, if you want to conquer fear, don't sit home and think about it. Go out and get busy. We are commanded to go and make disciples. Making disciples is the key part of our mission. So what is a disciple? I know I, for one, think of a disciple as being just a preacher or somebody who wears a fancy robe. However, Jesus states in John 8.31 that if you abide in my word, you are a disciple. Going out and creating disciples simply means converting people to follow Christ and abide in his word. Another part of the great command is to baptize. Baptize literally means to immerse. It represents two things. The first thing is the purification from sin and its power, and the second thing it symbolizes is resurrection of Jesus' death and our own. The third part of the mission statement is a great promise. In verse 20, Jesus states, I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. When Christ promised this to the group of people on the mountaintop, he was also talking to the people 2,000 years from then. He was talking to us. Once we accept Jesus Christ in our hearts and proclaim him as our Lord and Savior, we gain the companionship of Jesus. Through fulfilling the Great Commission, Jesus promised us to be with us and help, help us use his authority and demand to go make followers of Christ. That's what we must understand. I know that I am, at times to tell people, I am afraid at times to tell people about Jesus, but he tells us in verse 20 that we should not be. Jesus tells us that he is with us always, and that with him guiding us and watching over us, that we can go and accomplish our mission. Always means always. Remember that Jesus will be with you and that you will be with him for all days of your life. He promises us that we, guard, that we are guarded even during times of fear, weakness, and temptation. With the authority watching us, we should not be worried to go complete our mission. Now that we know the three main parts of the Great Commission, we know we can make the difference. However, to show you how important this mission statement really is, listen to this scenario. If someone didn't obey Jesus' command and authority or believe that God wasn't always with them, this church wouldn't exist. You would not be where you are sitting right now. There would be no churches, and instead, if you're like me, you'd probably be sleeping right now. That is scary to think about, but it shows how important the message Jesus gives us really is. The disciples followed the command, and they changed the world. They listened, and I'm glad they did. Through Jesus Christ, they made the churches and almost everything about Christianity that exists today. Even though that was thousands of years ago, the same principle applies today. We must apply this mission to our lives. For example, how often do we have the opportunities to invite someone to church or talk to them about Jesus, but we don't take advantage of it? I am sad to say i miss missed those opportunities many times, but that's not what Jesus wants us to do. Even a simple act of kindness towards somebody can show an example of God's love and His mercy. Therefore, when you go out into the world, look for the opportunities and take action to what God has commanded us to do. Amen. Amen.
2: Please stand and say with me the Apostles' Creed found on page 14 of your hymnal.
1: I believe. I believe.
0: We invite you to remain standing as we sing our closing song. This one is called Prince of Peace. uh, One thing to know is there are two parts. There is a men's part and a women's part. So uh, just try to follow along as best you can. It's not too difficult. We think you'll be able to get the hang of it pretty quickly. as you can see, we have many youth who are gifted in many ways. We are very blessed to have them among us, to nurture and support them, but also to learn from them. So we give thanks to God for their leadership, and especially for Trey's leadership as he brought the word this morning and is now officially a preacher. Um, (laughs) You can never say he's, he's never preached before. He's a preacher. So we give thanks to God for that. Also a reminder, we do have our luncheon next door, so we invite you all to please join us. And our benediction today will serve as a blessing over the food. So please feel free to dig in once you get over there. So as we go out into this world, let us take with us that great commission, that calling that Jesus gave us to go out and make disciples of all nations, of all people. And let us give thanks to God as we go. So go now in the peace of God the Father, in the grace and the love of Jesus Christ his Son, and the fellowship and empowerment of his Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.